0: (laughs) Eat More Chips don't let the salad win That's the message uh, In terms of The nature of the food maybe That uh, we consume in Wales Compared to the Italians This is the Eat More Chips podcast Grab your bag of chips Salt, vinegar Perhaps a battered sausage or a dirty pie A bit of sauce cork on the side And let's go Hello and welcome to the Eat More Chips podcast, the official podcast for one of the most recognisable flags in the Welsh football supporters universe. In a week when the Welsh techie clan have come down big time with the winter vomiting bug, making the house look like something from the film Hellraiser, luckily I know two mates who already own their own nurses' uniforms and will happily rub something on my chest to make
1: me feel better. It's Jamie. And Taz! So when you're ready, boys... I ain't rubbing nothing anywhere near you, to be honest with you. I'd rather lick the tip of that elephant's ding-dong.
2: It does sound you've both done this before, though, so I'll I'll step out, so that's (laughs) fine.
1: (laughs) Jamie, I don't remember
0: a week so quiet with matches being postponed and a lack of news. Now, you pointed out on the spaces this week, though, that you thought the pitch at Forest Green last week looked playable. So do you think something was going on there? I mean, it's not noticeable that that they had an FA Cup tie they had to play on the Tuesday... I mean, do you think there was something going on there or do you think it was legit?
1: You, uh, no, I don't think so. I, mean, I, would, I would hope not. Because uh, from what I heard, I think both managers wanted the game to go ahead. Uh, it was the referee that made the final call on safety grounds. The, what what I said on the spaces was based on um, a photograph that I'd seen, which I, I couldn't even be sure it was, it was taken. I couldn't even be sure it was Forest Green's pitch and I couldn't even be sure it was taken on the day. But what I did say was if that was... A photograph from the pitch within that time span, then why they waited so long for it to call it off is beyond me because it was just a bog. That is poor, isn't
0: it? When you, they know they've got fans who have to come from a fairly long way away. I mean, as I said, I was lucky; I'm only an hour and a half away. But if you're living in the Wrexham area, well, that's a good, that's a good four four hour trip on a bus.
1: The thing is, Tim on fearless said it this week. He was talking; they were talking about it on there, and and, and he, he had a valid point, which is there needs to be like a mandatory. Um, time time span. You know, you say, you say like you know nine thirty in the morning. That's the pitch inspection. You, you you can obviously see what the weather forecast is is given for the next five six hours, and you have to make a judgment call on it to to try and avoid fans. like 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 you say, and potentially have you know traveling. I mean, the Rexham fans that did travel had a bloody nightmare, didn't they? Because not only did they have to travel what was it, a three-hour journey anyway, but there was a massive accident.
0: On the M54, yeah. The thing is, it works both ways, doesn't it? Because the Grimsby game, on the same day, they pushed that right to a 12.30, and the groundsman managed to get the pitch clear enough that the game went ahead. So I suppose it does work both ways, but I would much rather have it where you would say, by nine o'clock in the morning, if it's a three o'clock in the afternoon kickoff. Or,
1: or at 11 o'clock you call it off whatever happens does that sound fair uh yeah well yes i i i think you've i think there's i think a bit more consideration has got to be given to to the traveling support you know wh- whoever that is and wherever they're traveling from i think you, you've got to factor that into any decision you're going to make
2: but can i ask the question about the timeline on all of this because according to wrexham's own website it said that it failed the pitch inspection at eleven thirty in the morning yes now what time was the kickoff three o'clock so um, I, I I heard from people who travelled. I've got a good friend who travelled to Forest Green and got all the way there before finding out it'd been cancelled only twenty minutes before um the kickoff or something. Or or it, it was much closer to the kickoff. So when did when was it officially announced? Announced because it just the different stories I've heard is that some people heard very late and had made the trip, whereas actually they wouldn't have made the trip if they'd heard the news at eleven thirty.
0: I had a ticket. I had a ticket, and I was keeping an eye on it because they said there was going to be a pitch inspection at eleven thirty, and then they have made the official announcements around about quarter to twelve.
2: Okay, okay, maybe they were mid travel, but I mean, it, it Yeah, it, going back to what Jamie said, you know, it does feel like there's 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 probably a cutoff point where people can then make changes make plans and and it's not about the fact that can you or can you not it's it's how easy is it to make the changes sometimes so yeah it felt it felt very late in the day um and and if it you know and, and with the amount of rain that the, the the downpour that they'd had overnight um it was likely that wasn't it i mean it was pretty torrential that night so
1: that's the key thing for me is is, is the is the weather the weather that had been the twelve twenty four hours before it, you know, if, if if it was a case of you know the game game was ten minutes from kickoff and some freak storm came in and and you know made the the conditions completely unplayable, well that's a little bit of a freak, but the, you know the, you could see that how much rain had fallen in the last twenty four hours, so I, it, I find it hard to believe that they couldn't have made a judgment call a bit earlier in the day, and that that's what was annoying. I mean, you know, I wasn't one of the ones travelling, but I, I felt for the ones that did.
0: And what does it say as well about the the system? Because all the games that were called off were all in League Two. There wasn't any games called off in League One. There weren't any games called off in the Championship and certainly not the Premiership where you would expect the grounds to be a little bit better. I mean, does that say that League Two is... Severely missing some funding, or some of the grounds really need an upgrade?
1: Do we think it's not surprising, is it? I suppose you've got at the end of the day, as you've just described, that sort of that pyramid there you know, very few games get called off in the Premier League, regardless of the, of the conditions. And, and and as you come down the leagues, it, it, it increases more and more, doesn't it? Down to the National League, where we saw literally, you know, they were like park fields, weren't they, with a barrier around them, some of them. Um, it's it's I don't know whether it's necessarily direct funding. It's just the the, the I suppose the quality of the facilities that you're going to get down in that lower leagues. I suppose it's inevitably going to happen. But
2: this says something about the Welsh set- setup, though, as well. Though I think, which is it's quite interesting, the FAW invested quite a few years ago in artificial pitches for a good number of their top flight teams and sponsored and funded it. So because Welsh, uh, the Welsh uh, fixture backlog was so horrific for a few years in a row that they just decided to get rid of that uh, uncertainty by saying all weather pitches mean that the the less cancellations um, would you would you guys go down that route with all weather pitches as, a, as an option
1: I was just gonna say that's really interesting that's a really interesting uh, like debate question that is can, can you know given how the kind of climate the climate is changing. You know, I don't want to get all swampy on us, but given how the kind of climate and, and, and the extreme weather conditions are changing and how, how things, you know, we're, we're hearing, you know, how much climate change is affecting everything, um, do, do you think that that might be a way that football will go or not even just football, but I guess any grass sports, do you think it might go down that route of going down the artificial?
0: It's interesting on that note, because No Mooney, CEO of the Welsh FA this week, put out a tweet to suggest, would it, to ask the question, would it be better to have the season March to November to avoid the really poor weather. I mean, is that an option to try and take us away from the really bad season and put the football season starting in March and ending in November? I don't know.
2: It's more predictable. I mean, there'll still be bad weather. Welcome to Wales. Um, <laughs> but but it would likely to be more predictable. It more likely to be not as torrential and would avoid any likelihood of snow. I mean, I, I still can't guarantee that the all-weather pitches are completely 100% all-weather if you have that level of rainfall there have been enough there have been games cancelled within the well setup but uh it's it's often because the weather's so bad it's traveled to and from the games as well so it's 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 a broader question when the weather does that foul but but in terms of waterlogged yeah i think drainage and all of those things you'd think they become Uh, the backbone of any football pitch is, is, you know, you literally have to get, you know, the pitch conditions right. Um, I I think there's an argument to be said that, that that why not go down that route, but then I don't play on it. And I have played on the, on the Cardiff Met one before now. Um, And uh, it's a decent enough surface. The ball bounces ever so slightly different. And I know that we as, as Welsh fans remember games going out to places like uh, Andorra or whatever it was um, where, you know, the, the bounce on the rubber, crumb and everything like that was just so unpredictable and and I'm not saying it's the solution. I know people have uh, there are fans of it and then there are fan, people who are you know not fans at all. But it, it would eliminate this and then it, for the health and the fitness of the players, surely the backlog is worse and uh, and you. You, you are jeopardizing the careers of some players playing in really boggy conditions um, obviously every Sunday a Sunday league player uh, before they go to the pub takes that risk every time but I think <laughs> but I think they're prepared to take it you know so um...
1: when you say you've played on that surface is that like the, that old man's walking football? Uh, you know what
2: don't 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 mock it because i am very tempted and interested in seeing what that's like because i I know a lot of people who have done it and uh and for people like me who have like a historic back injury it might not be a bad bad thing to do so i am
1: interested i'll only be a year behind you don't worry
0: After the disappointment of the cancelled game at Forest Green, attention turned to one of the meetings of Wrexham women versus Britain Ferry women in the Butte Energy Welsh Cup quarterfinals. Steve Dale made two changes from the side that lost to Swansea in the league. Del Morgan in goal, a back four of Pritchard, Doran Davis, with the returning Karen Allen back from injury. A midfield of Dickens, Lily Jones, Gibbard and Lightfoot and Cara Jones up front with Rosie Hughes back from suspension. Wrexham started the stronger of the two sides, with Amber Lightfoot coming close on four minutes, only to be saved by the Britain Ferry Keeper. 15 minutes and Rosie Hughes was on site for her 12th goal this season in all competitions, only for a last-ditch tackle by Ridings to deny the opportunity. Not long after that, Hughes played a sublime ball to Gibbard through the defence, only to see her shoot wide. As was the playoff final, this was a physical game, with little quarter given, although Wrexham looked much more assured than six months ago, perhaps from the experience of the Adran Premier. But Wrexham did lack that final finish, meaning the sides went into the break nil-nil. In the break, Lily Jones, still harbouring an injury from the Swansea game, was replaced by Libby McKenzie. Second half and Wrexham came out with new purpose, making sure they stamped their authority on the game, and it didn't take long for this to pay off. 47 minutes and Hughes finally managed to get goal number 12. After receiving Gibbard's pass on the edge of the box, span and shot low at the keeper, only for her to to deflect it into the net for a goal. Wrexham won, Britain Ferry nil. Britain Ferry felt a little aggrieved as a suspected handball in the run-up to the goal by Cara Jones wasn't given. Wrexham now tried to press to get the second goal and put the game to bed. But Britain Ferry, with some doggy defending, managed to stay in the tie until the 71st minute. Some incredible saves and shot-stopping as first Hughes, then Lightfoot, then Cara Jones all tried to score. Eventually Libby Mackenzie, on her 50th competitive appearance for Wrexham, finally got the all-important goal. Wrexham 2, Britain Ferry 0. This calmed the nerves and Wrexham could now be assured of the win. 77 minutes and Eva Suckley came on for Lightfoot. 84 minutes and Katie Sharp came on for Phoebe Davis. And 89 minutes, Lily Whitefoot came on for Cara Jones. Who also received the m sponsored Player of the Match. Their award is a semi-final tie versus TNS at a
2: neutral ground.
0: Daz, a classic cup tie? Question mark. What did you make of this game?
2: Uh, I think you said it. Dogged. It was. Uh, it was quite the uh, encounter, wasn't it? It was two teams. Um, I, I don't know what, if, whether the, the teams have got a history from before last season with the with the. Um, uh, the the playoff final, but uh, because they don't play in the same division, you don't get the to, to play against each that often. So I don't know what the history is, but it felt like it was all all of last year's you know anger or frustration was coming out in some fairly physical play, shall we say? And you can
0: understand why that is, but obviously as we as we've said before, because of of this system, which let's be honest is is grossly unfair, that you you win your league and then you have to have another game, and if you lose that game you can go back to the start i mean that's that's ridiculous isn't
2: it yeah no i think it is ridiculous i do i do think that um i that winners yeah you win your league and if there's a, a promotion apart from the premiership you know top flights whatever that is the whole point is then you're champions and you go on to some sort of other benefit whether it's well, you a go europe, to europe. europe yeah exactly um so so with that as your incentive Otherwise, the the divisions below. I mean, what's you know, where's their incentive? So they, I think, a winner outright, even if it's only one, and we know what how horrible that is. Um, having only the one winner coming up from any division uh, may not seem fair, but there are small there's smaller leagues. They're, there's not as many teams, and so it's got to be proportionate. But yeah, it is unfair, and and now clearly are a good team they they matched uh Wrexham uh in the in the playoff last year and for good parts of this game they were worthy opponents you know like you said in your you know your summary they it took um you know best part of the game to to get any any kind of daylight between them um I thought there was a, a lot of mouth scrambles and and sort of six yard line def, you know clearances and and even you know closer than that it, it was you know just uh, battling 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 and and yeah you got to give credit to to Brit Ferry. they 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 were in it and they definitely deserved uh, uh the plaudits from last year but I think this is where we predicted uh, accurately is is where we saw the the level shift that Wrexham have shown in the last 12 months or even less than that 6 months is, is significant. And I think that's, you know, whether it's the quality of the players that you've been able to attract, um, being, uh, uh offering, you know, not being fully amateur means that training is different. Uh, and I think that can only improve the longer you've, you, you, you know, the longer the team is, is semi-pro or pro, the more time you can give to fitness. And I think that showed a little bit as well. The, there looked like, a few tired legs out there. I mean, when the goals went in, you just saw in, in, was, you know, body language that they, they're collapsing on the floor, they're exhausted, they'd given everything they could. And and I think they did, I thought they really, really gave a good count of themselves. Um, and you know, I don't think you mentioned the hitting the crossbar. They, you know, they, they had their moments. They could have taken, uh, you know, uh, well, they, that would have been a 1-0, I think. So you would have equalized. So would have made quite a, an interesting, nervy end to the game as well. So I think I think we have to sort of credit them for, for, for the game that they, they put up. They really challenged Wrexham. But I just think that level of fitness, the performance levels that we've seen from Wrexham uh, recently ha- just showed through. And I think that's the difference between the two divisions now. Uh, and to say no disrespect to Clansawa, but it's just it's it's it yeah, I think there's a gap between the two divisions. And hopefully next year Clansawa can come up and and take their place in the league because they clearly merit it on some really good performances.
0: Well, Jamie, this did seem a very different game from the playoff game like oh, which was only eight months ago, I and mean, we've got to remember that. I mean, Wrexham looking much more of a threat, particularly towards the end of the game. I mean, why do you think this was? Was it a, was it just the fact that now they're up a higher league, or was, was this something else?
1: I think Daz has, is, 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 um, I think Daz has covered it perfectly. I think I, I was quite nervous going into this game because the way you were talking last week, and, and I think you were the only one that predicted a Britain Ferry win. Yep. I think, yep, it was.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was the only one. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I was, I was a little bit because I, I mean, I you know, I, I try, try my best to follow the women's game as much as I can, but I, I have to be honest, I, I've not, I've not watched anything of Britain Ferry since the playoff so when you you know you you were talking last week i was a little bit nervous going into this game but i think 100% what daz has just said what i saw in... i mean i saw about 70 minutes of the game so what i saw in in, in the game was was exactly as he's just described it which was it was it was a, still a close game it was a hard fought game but i think in the end what what prevailed was that that elevation of of how you know Rexham have now gone to since that playoff you know the fact that they've invested in um you know more players, better without being rude. More better quality players. You know the fact they're now semi-pro, so they're getting more time on the training pitch, which is in turn not only is it is it going to help with the, you know the the cohesion of how they play as a team, but it's going to help with their fitness and with their stamina and things, and, and that all seems to to shine through. But I mean, it's like. You look at players like for me again, and and when I watch some of the way the the women's games this this season, one of the standouts for me has been um, um, oh, what's the lady in the the defender uh, Doran. Um, she she I thought she was outstanding again at the back, and and a, you know, a real quality um a, a addition to, to 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 the squad and to the team, and and that's that's the difference for me. Is it's is it's there's a there's a. Or, albeit it's still a, a a gradual step, and there's still room to to improve and to continue to grow it. But you can see there's a significant step forward between what Wrexham were when we last played them, and then what what they were on on Sunday. And like I say, you know, some of us on the pod were, faith, were you know, had kept faith. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. I got punished for it, so it's okay. It's fine. Although, I am, I am, I tell you what, this chip shop league shit I tell you what, it isn't half driving me mad because I'm finding myself now getting to a stage in games where I'm cheering opposition teams to <laughs> score, just as I can, my <laughs> predictions come right. We were 2-0 up and all I was begging for was them to score one goal. <laughs>
0: that's fine. We just still won, so that's okay. Uh, Daz, the question came up this week as to the health of of t- the top flight of women's football in Wales. I mean, the Leagues and Cups are dominated at the moment by Swansea, City, Cardiff City and Wrexham, with very few other sides having the same level of resources that these three clubs have. I mean, as a working model moving forward, is this truly sustainable?
2: Yeah, it's a tricky one, that, because I was thinking after our Australian friend asked the question. I mean, I, I do still believe, though, it's, it, those those teams have such a different advantage because i would challenge them to uh, produce figures that as a club their spending power and their capacity to sort of invest in the club is proportionate to the amount of money that's made from that level i do think the club can support can back them with a level of investment that comes from outside of the 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 of the women's game which the other teams don't get that advantage uh you know Aberystwyth or, or I mean TNS is different they 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 appear in in the Europe you know they they win the league every year and therefore they go to Europe every year so they, they've getting a decent income stream although their players are better and they pay them better and and so they, there is a, a different cost but if you're thinking about your uh, Aberystwyth as an example you know they don't generate the income in the same way and so they can't they can't uh, invest in, in in any other players other than their. I mean, their youth setup there, as we've perhaps, perhaps talked about before, but is is incredible. Whatever they're doing in the in the women's game in Aberystwyth, they've got it so right. They're bringing through such brilliant talent. Uh, maybe because they're one of the few teams in West Wales, so their pool is a little bit bigger. Maybe I'm not sure, uh, but there aren't many towns in West Wales. For those who don't know, they literally are you know you know tens and tens of miles between any major sort of urbanised area, and they don't even have a football team. Do you know what I mean? So. So it's 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 a different setup and i just don't know how they can entice the quality players they need to step up that next level they're only going to get from within and if they don't keep hold of them they're easily going to be tempted to um swansea to Cardiff or to Wrexham because and why would you blame them if your passion and your aspiration is to play top-level football you you're not going to be able to do that staying at Ponterpreet or staying at Aberystwyth when their level investment can't be matched so I just think when you're saying is it a model that you know it's it it feels like there's two tiers of of, of methods not just two tiers of level and standards now, obviously, if, if if somebody wants to show me the figures that Wrexham women have only spent what they generate from their gate receipts and things like that, because that's part of the rules, which I'm not sure it is, then then I'm willing to sort of, you know, take this all back. But I, I just feel that there's another level of investment that's been made available. And, and the, I'm not saying about Wrexham, it's not a criticism of Wrexham alone we've seen it at Cardiff city uh, which is why they've been able to tempt all the best players from the other teams to play for them and and swansea as well so it's it's a hard one to take when when you see that happening when it but i again there's no fault here other than you've got three teams who want to achieve and at the moment it feels like achievement is sort of proportionate to uh how much you're prepared to invest in in keeping your players or 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 bringing in the best players
0: it's interesting you say about ponty this week because obviously ponty men have just been hit with 145 point deduction
2: <laughs> i know for,
0: for but... 18 breaches i mean if they're
1: 145 a... point yeah deduction?
2: yeah, yeah. Yes. but only only six points this year
1: yeah
2: uh and yeah 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 and then there's another 145 or whatever then it, you know i was thinking like well hang on they're going to have what six points deductive every year for the next 100 years it's like
1: that's like that's that's like when i went to currys to buy a new laptop i said can i give you 50 quid now and a pound a year for the next 25 years
0: no they get they get six points straight away and then they're on probation for the next season and a half uh, that if they do any more breaches then that those points will instantly get taken away from them but um, i mean still if they're a parent club for the women, and I'm not sure they are, I, don't, I think they're actually two separate entities, but does that say why Ponty women this year, they're not doing well at all? I mean, as you as you said before, no points and very few wins, you know, apart from maybe one cup win, I think.
2: Well, it, it, that's interesting then if they're completely different entities they don't even have that backup. So they are literally, you know, functioning and running as a club with that one income stream. And... If that's where all their money's coming from obviously they're sponsored and and, and 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 that's part of it but gate receipts you know there's the attendance of these games is not um it's good you know it's positive but it's 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 not it's not financial br- numbers
0: I went to see Wrexham versus Ponty at Ponty's ground uh, and it, I think the, I think it was 2 pound 50 to get in uh and there were I think there were about 80 or 90 people there. And the guy on the gate said, whoa, we're busy today. So um, (laughs) I think that probably says everything you need to know.
2: Yeah. So there's got to be some sort of, obviously, there's grants. And I know the Welsh FA Invest. And I know there are certain funds that come through. Um, by being a member of the league you you get some sort of allocation of funding I don't know if it's proportionate whether to how well you did last year or whether it's equal across all the teams I, I'm not well read on that kind of thing but there's money coming in from membership of the FAW and and then there's promotion and then there's advertising and there's advertising around the grounds uh, again if they share the ground with the men's team then I don't know whose sponsorship that is and which which business is going to get that income so yeah so that's a really good example of a team you know how can they compete then when you've got yourself just using Rexham as an example because that's the one we know is is able to offer you know semi-pro contracts decent amount of training really good facilities Um, their their training facilities are and you know they um, shared um, resources with the men's team in in some places I know it's not like for like they're not completely um on a par but i know your owners are keen to make that change so the only way i can see those three big teams being able to make the next level up of course is to do what the gents have had to do or you know historically um have remained are exile teams in the english system now i don't see that helping welsh football in any particular way i don't see that being a a good sign for you know the football in, in wales from anybody looking in um but that is if, if, if you want those three teams to excel and to continue to, you know, to improve unless you start funding and, and backing the others to keep up with you, um, which why would the club want to do that? So it's all down on the FAW. But if unless those other teams keep up, then there's nothing to hold those three from going, well, we're going to go and join um, uh, an English league like like Cardiff. Um, you know, Cardiff City uh, Ladies. Cardiff um, Ladies, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: They, they, no. they, they're, they're the anomaly in all this, really, aren't they? Because they, but I believe they're nothing to do with Cardiff City Football Club. They are a completely separate. Affiliate. That's
2: what I understand too. But, but, but that there's obviously uh, an option like, like the men's, because obviously the men's teams they, they were members of the English FA from history. You know, there was it was, you know it's it's a historic sort of connection and why they remain in the English FA. Um, Cardiff ladies have obviously joined at some point and there's obviously a route in. Now whether or not you have to go into the very bottom tier and you'll have to work, work your way up over a number of years and, and, and progress back to the top flight um, maybe that there, there would be an invitation to do that, you know, if you join the membership and then off you go. But that would absolutely say all the wrong things about the game in Wales and and that is uh, I just think that just says the wrong message but where's that money going to come from I just can't see how those lower teams you know um, I can't remember the, uh, a friend from Australia he was saying build it and they will come I'm not sure they will like you said twenty pounds 50 for a game and only 80 or 90 people thought that was worthy of going to see it I, okay increase the standard increase the the opposition opponents in terms of it being stronger teams better teams teams higher up the uh, the other the english system maybe you would entice more people to come and see it um my daughter only you know only recently went to bristol city to go and watch arsenal because her friend's an arsenal fan and she said oh, i'll come along with you i like football and you know you have to go to bristol to get that level of football and she enjoyed it. She said it was—it's not like watching Wales, but you know, it's—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's, it's a different—it's a different game. But i i, I, I do not know how how you can solve that when when without losing your regionality as well. You know, we could—you know—we want to maintain some good teams across the whole of Wales. Otherwise, it keeps coming back to Wrexham. Swansea and Cardiff as our only outlets, where the men's game already is. If you want to aspire to be a, a, a professional footballer, you either go to those clubs or you have to go to England. There's there's only so many players that make the leap from Welsh Premier or, or Welsh Regionals to the Welsh Premier and then get picked up further up the line. You know, it's it's what what does that say to a young footballer? You know, yeah. so yeah, I just be I just be worried about the mixed messages that gave.
0: The interesting things, from my point of view, is is one. The one club we haven't mentioned once in all this is Newport County. Don't have a women's side. They don't have one. Uh, And I believe that is down to investment, as in they don't want... They they can't... They're not able to make the investment into a women's side. Apparently, they used to have one, but it got uh, dissolved when they couldn't get enough players. Secondly, if if Wrexham, Carlyffe or Swansea... Wanted to leave the Welsh setup, it would have to be voted for by the FAW board and agreed. If they left without getting that agreement, they would consider they would consider like Newport were, if you remember when Newport were called the Exiles, because basically they disagreed with the FAW and they were told then you can't play in Wales anymore and had to go over the border to play. And apparently if Wrexham Cardiff or Swansea decided to leave the Welsh setup without the agreement of the FAW, they would have to leave Wales and not play on Welsh soil or within well, the. I,
2: I did wonder. I do remember the, the the Newport thing about having a ground just over, just over the border, didn't they? Yeah, some right. yeah, Gloucester yeah, yeah, and and I'd forgotten about that. And uh, yes, so I, obviously the Welsh FA have got all the tools in place to protect that from happening, but you can understand a uh, a vigorous case in the defense of the teams wanting to leave that they'd have to go to faw going right what are you doing then if you're going to stop us from going to england what are you going to do to make this uh, a more beneficial decision for us to stay um now of course, you may turn around and say, actually, the teams are quite happy because there's only three quality teams, you know, consistently, beat, you know, competing for the top three places, which means there's a good chance you play in Europe or you can play at the top level and you're always going to win your league. But those players are going to want more than that. And, you know, a competitive league will generate that. And I just think that's where we're, we're missing the trick. And whether or not there's no way we can trickle down some of that, that support, that income, that... Um, and, and the likes of Clansawel and Britain Ferry, they've obviously got a good set up there. You know, hopefully them getting promoted next year or somebody similar. Um, you know, we can hopefully introduce more teams with more quality. Um, and it'd be great to have another North Wales team, I just, you know, never at the expense of Aberystwyth.
0: Well, it's looking high, It's looking highly like Britain Ferry versus Connors Key. It looks like that's what's going to be in the playoffs if you look at the current form of the two leagues. So it could either be Connors, or Britain Ferry, and it looks like probably you'd have to be fairly certain that Pontypridd are going to be the ones who are going to get relegated because they couldn't win an argument at the moment. So if if you could get a, if you could get a Ponty out and Connors in, then suddenly you've got three teams North Wales, five teams South Wales. That will become a bit more balanced, and that's always the problem I've had with it is the fact that it always seems quite South Wales heavy. I get that because that's where the majority of people in Wales live, but it doesn't help trying to promote football in a region when all the clubs are hundred plus miles away.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you're talking to somebody from the middle of nowhere where every trip's a hundred miles away and you know no, I'm it's... sorry
0: I called Aberystwyth South. I'm sorry, Daz, I apologize.
2: No, 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 we're, we're, we're I I we're not north, we're not south. I you know we're we're best. probably yeah, West is best. We're, we're, if if some people started calling us Mid Wales at one point, I was going, look, no, that's that is Newtown, that is Welshpool, that is that is Llandrindod. We're not Mid Wales for sure, but yeah, we're more south than north, but 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 you know, because we're cardies, but but the 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 idea of the travel, the distance, I do think it's good that there's a geog- geographic sort of coverage, and so whether or not a, a team, say from Carnarvon or Bala or somewhere from the northwest, can sort of help, sort of Booster that as well, but you know, we've it's it's you've got to get there on merit and and at the moment, though, that does play into Wrexham's hands, I think a little bit because you do have a good recruitment strategy from across the whole of North Wales and a lot of players from the of North Wales would probably aspire to play for Wrexham than maybe their local team now. Again, there's a debate about whether or not that's good or bad, but you've got a good pool. Uh, hopefully, in the same way as Aberystwyth is sort of hopefully collecting collecting some good players from West Wales, um, and then we can take on the on the South as, together. <laughs>
0: Now we need more podcast, it's time for today's newspaper, tomorrow's chip paper, where we look at the news this week around Wrexham and Wales football. First up, following the SGM vote by the Wrexham Supporters Trust this week, Resolution 1, approval of the lease surrender and related matters, was passed with 95.4% of the vote. Resolution 2, approval of the winding up of WST Assets Limited, was passed by 93.5% of the vote. They went on to say the board will now work with our legal advisers and the club's advisers to finalise the legal documentation to conclude the surrender of the lease to be replaced with the legally binding covenants. In addition, the board will also register the rule amendments with the Financial Conduct Authority. We anticipate this work will be completed early in the new year. Jamie, good news this, moving forward for potential development of the whole ground, yes?
1: Yes. um, I mean, I, I... I um when this was announced um I I put a little tweet out or tweet what the hell are they called now not called tweets anymore Yeah I just call them tweets can't really call them x's can you
2: No cuz cause, cause, cause some of you've got too many of those already
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um Well, I I put an Elon out um <laughs> when 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 that announcement was made and 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 I the comment I made on it was it, it, it it's even though we knew even though we knew I think the the result was inevitable after the announcement from a couple of weeks ago that 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 they basically reached an agreement, but it had to go to a vote. <clears throat> to to actually uh, see the announcement and to see the overwhelming um, the overwhelming uh, majority favouring it. Um, it, it it it's a it's a it's a monumental moment i i, I feel i don't know about you but I, I i made the comment that i didn't think i'd ever see the day that the that the lease would be surrendered by the, the no, WST.
0: no at so after the, after the way that everything happened you know, at the beginning of the century, and 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 once, once, once the WST got hold of that lease, I never thought they would let it go because they were so worried about somebody coming in and wanting to build a B and Q. Although other superstars are available, let's just say that because everybody says it's going to be a B and Q. You know, it could be a Home Base, could be a Sainsbury's, could be a Tesco's. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I, mean, I never thought I'd see that day.
1: No, and that and that was that was one thing I said was that I I honestly didn't think I'd ever see the day, but. I think it's very significant. It's very important. I think more than anything, what it what it does or what it what it signifies is it, is it highlights the the high regard and more more most importantly the trust that the Wrexham supporters now have in our current owners, and I think that you know. It's it's a very very significant thing because I, whilst whilst I know this is being replaced with with certain covenants and, and hats off to the WST people involved in, in in getting it to this point because obviously they've still they've still gone gone about maintaining an element of protection of of the ground
0: and they've been under a lot of pressure and they from you know some people who are kind of saying oh you're holding up the process and all this kind of stuff and you know it's due diligence they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing under under their governance and making sure that. You know everything is is done correctly,
1: but but ultimately it it, it is hugely significant, isn't it? Because it, this now means once this process is now complete, which is just the legal formalities, that that means then that, that the club or you know Rob and Ryan now have all the pieces that they need to basically go out there and and finalize or secure the final funding that they need to to build the new stand, which is step one of the, the you know the ground redevelopment that they promised in their mission statement, which is what we what we all want um so yeah I, you know quite a although it was an inevitable announcement an inevitable result still i felt when i saw it and i read it i just it, 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 it i had a little bit of a moment where i thought this is a, this is a big big deal because like i say we we remember the dark days don't we remember the hamilton days and things like that and 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 like i say to the fact that the the supporters trust of have, of have, have got to this point where they're surrendering the lease um just, just to me, emphasizes the the uh, the regard and, like I say, the trust that's now been put in 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 our in our current owners and uh, yeah, hopefully it's just onwards and upwards for me.
0: It'd be interesting to see as well with the winding up of WST assets. So that's everybody who put their money in who's not had it back yet. So it's been sitting in the WST bank accounts. That basically means by winding it up, they they give everybody their money back. I wonder how many people will say yes, please, and how many people will say we'll just put it back into the club. It'd be interesting to see what you know who 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 says what
1: i would hope i, I would hope that 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 the that the that the, the um i would hope that the club maybe the insistence maybe a bit too strong a word but i would hope that the club kind of encourages the people to you know people to take their money back because uh, i think wasn't part of this this um wasn't part of the, the last announcement that was made on this wasn't there was some 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 uh, something said about the club giving paying 180 grand or something like that um to, to 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 and that was basically to 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 facilitate paying those people back. I could be wrong with that. I don't know. I'll have to check that out. But um I, I, I hope people get their money back. Because I think anyone that, that gave up any money that they had, any money that they would saved, any money from anywhere they, they had, I hope they they get it back because the club doesn't need it now, does it? Um you know, yes it needs funding, yes it needs investment going forward. But you know, I'd like to think that the business acumen now of the people that are running the club are more than capable of generating income from, from sources other than directly from donations from supporters.
0: Because they have literally thrown, you know, that, that, that temporary stand is now pretty much complete by the looks of it. seats are in and everything, which is incredible to see. As as Daz rightly said, you know, in the speed, it can go up in no time at all. And the more I was thinking about it, that in the last part I said three months, but actually now I'm more like thinking... I think this will stay for the rest of the season. I think this will stay for the rest of the season and then they'll take it down and start building in the off-season because that, to me, would make more sense. I mean, that, does that make more sense to you guys as well?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just think you've gone to all that effort. You've got that income stream guaranteed. Um, you know, offset it and just keep it there for as long as you can because uh, especially... well, see, I don't want to say this out loud, but I'm not the Wrexham fan that you are, but, you know, you're on track for a potentially exciting end of season, whatever that is, whether it's promotion outright, playoffs, or just ending up near the top, but it's you want as many play, uh, fans to see that as possible, and I don't think you want to you want to mess about with that now. So I think I think that it would be in their interest to have uh, have it there until the last day of, of, the get of the season, and then get straight in there and start digging.
0: Transport for Wales have released a survey for views on transforming Wrexham General Railway Station as part of the North Wales transport hub which is under the Welsh government's regeneration and business projects. The station sits right next to the Stoke Ras and is a major transport entry point for both home and away fans. If you'd like to fill out a survey you can go to have your Say or one word.tfw.wales and have your say. Jamie good they're asking the public I mean this area does need some serious renewal, doesn't it? I mean firstly, I think they need to get the trains on time. that might help first, but I mean it's good that they're asking the public for the the right things and if you look at the survey, which I filled out today, there are uh, some questions which are related to football fans is
1: is one of the tick box options <laughs> um i mean yeah, you're right, and i mean you you've you've said it right there i mean improvement is an understatement um I mean, how many times have we talked on here, you know, about the particularly when the you know the international games are, are, are happening, the, the kind of the, the the grossly inadequate facilities that are available is just it, it it massively needs addressing. I mean, the amount of times I've seen pictures on social media of of people crammed into carriages and and you know you're not talking about short journeys, are you? You know, that's one thing when you see like people smashed, squashed into London Tube trains and stuff but you know they may be only going on for a stop but these are you know several hours journeys and it's it's a persistent consistent problem has been there for a long time and and yes you're right it's good that they're asking people about it but asking people about it and actually action actioning something from it are two very different things so call me a cynic if you want but i'll kind of believe it when i see it but i mean if it's going to regenerate the region
0: i mean in that that local area particularly once the new stand is built with the the promenade bit outside, which is gonna have the second wheel from Gressford Colliery. If they're gonna then if they carry that on and actually improve that whole area, that's gotta be a good thing, isn't it?
1: Yes. If they do it, that's 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 the, the thing for me is, is 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 the big if. And like I say, you know, seeing uh artists' impressions and promises is is one thing and great and I hope I hope it comes to fruition. But um you know that the that whole that whole infrastructure for me is 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 like I say is grossly lacking and and uh, yeah let's hope that that there are some serious improvements made to 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 the whole thing.
0: I mean I feel sorry for people living, you know, Wrexham fans living in places like Hard and Hope and Caigurley because at the moment if you look at the trains to Bidston, they most of them get cancelled every day. I mean it's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah, well I you know I know I know you know my old man used to travel on that. Um, that train quite a lot and you know i know, you know it was forever being canceled and this was going back some years ago so it's yeah like you say it's a regular occurrence now isn't it and uh, it's 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 that whole thing like i said before you know we were talking before about randomly and a bit off piece we were talking you know I was talking about like the climate change and everything else where well, you're constantly being we're constantly being encouraged to use public transport more and more well if if, if they want us to use public transport transport public transport whether that's for getting back into to work or whether that's for social uh, you know, moving around for social activities or for sporting events that the infrastructure's got to be improved you know it's 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 very much like the whole electric car thing i mean i had, a, I, I had an experience of that last week which just made me laugh where i was in an electric car I had to stop to charge up and we were queuing for 50 minutes queuing for a charger to be able to plug the thing in because there were so many cars already queuing or already plugged in and it just highlights the fact that, that these hellbrain ideas come along and yeah that's that's great but the the infrastructure for some of these things is just grossly overlooked or underprepared for and you know i think yeah it's it's it it needs improvement doesn't it
0: well, Daz. Now Mark Draywood's uh, quit. I think we found our new first minister, don't you?
2: Absolutely. Uh, just need to know what party he's representing before I commit. That's all. Uh,
1: that, oh, yeah, I, I'm the last person you want in, in, in any kind of <laughs> With any kind of political views, but I'll be honest with you. I'll uh, I'll, I'll campaign for uh, chocolate and beer, but that's about it. <laughs>
0: Time to open the chip shop once again, serving more potatoy goodness in a football-based context. That doesn't make sense, I know, but that's the best way I could describe it. Jamie and Daz stand ready to fight off drunken punters who want extra chips but don't want to pay for them. So, first into the fryer, it's Colchester United. Formed in 1937, Colchester United spent their early days in the Southern Football League until they were elected to the National Football League in 1950. For 40 years, Colchester bounced around Tiers 3 and 4. However, due to financial difficulties, their form started to slip, and in 1990, they were relegated to the conference. 1991 saw them come runners-up to Barnett, just missing out on a straight return to the EFL. However, 1992 saw them win the league on goal difference, gaining promotion back to the EFL almost straight away, as well as winning the FA Trophy that year. The end of the 1990s saw one of Colchester's most successful periods, reaching the Football League playoffs in 1986, just missing the playoffs in 1997, and finally getting promoted to League One in 1998. They stayed in Tier 3 for a number of seasons until, in 2005, under the stewardship of a certain Phil Parkinson, Colchester were promoted to Tier 2 for the first time in their history. Colchester only lasted two seasons in the Championship, relegated back to League One in 2007. They stayed in League 1 until 2015, when they were relegated back to League 2. Last year in League 2, Colchester finished 20th with 12 wins, 13 draws and 21 losses, a goal difference of minus 7 and 49 points. So far this year, Colchester are in 22nd place with 6 wins, 2 draws and 13 losses, a goal difference of minus 13 and 20 points. Their last five league results a 1 0 draw at home to Sutton United, a 2 0 loss away at Stockport County, a 4 1 loss at home to Barrow, a 3 1 loss away at Doncaster Rovers, and a 2 1 loss at home to Crawley Town. Managed by Matthew Etherington since November this year, Wrexham and Colchester United have met 50 times, with Wrexham winning 18, drawing 15, and losing 17. Currently, Colchester are 2000 1 to win the league outright, 500 1 to get promoted, and 10-3 to, to get relegated. And the chips are done. Jamie, players rested. Are you expecting to see any of the players recovering from injury to make the bench this week? It's
1: Well, there's been talk of it, hasn't there? Um, you know, there's this suggestion that um, O'Connell and, and Barney are not too far off. I mean, whether they'll, even with, with the extra week of rest, whether they'll be back at a, to be to be able to be selected i i don't know um but i suppose that was one of the only good things to come out of the the forest green game being postponed was was it, it gives us well i think the two thick two good things that came out of that day was 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 one it, it meant that, that the the squad got uh, a break you know an extra break an extra week uh, and also obviously the other the other results um some of the other results from the teams around us what kind of went in our favour as well, so it, it couldn't kind of have gone any, any better without us kicking a ball, really. Um, but yeah, you know, an, an extra week to get players, uh, to get you know, injured players closer to, to being able to return and, and help it, it c- can only be a, a good thing. But I mean, trying to predict the lineups, it's, 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 I don't think I've got one right ever to be fair because he always throws a curveball in there, but um. You know, it would be great to 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 get some get one or two of those injured players back, you know, club back towards the the first team. That's that's for sure.
0: I mean, are we pushing the problem a bit further down the road though? Because obviously, the Forest Green game now has to be rescheduled. The MK Dons game has to be moved because of our FA Cup. So suddenly, we're going to start to
1: get congestion at some point. Do you think? Yeah, but you know, we we've talked quite a lot, haven't we, about our strength and depth of our squad? And I think you know, there were a few eyebrows raised when when we we kind of built this the quality squad that we have and and i think it's you know it's kind of it's it's kind of showing showing uh it's showing now why why you know why we've invested as we have because we we're we're riding this wave to a point aren't we you know whereas you look at other teams around us who are starting to struggle a little bit as they're picking up injuries the same as we are and suspensions and stuff uh, you're right. There's going to come a congestion, obviously, depending on what happens with with the uh, the FA Cup. You know, if we end up having another bit of a run in that, that that's going to have a knock on effect. But I'd hope that between the squad we've already got and then whatever we do to rejig it in January, whether that's bringing in additional players and swapping players out or whatever it is, you know, I'm I'm confident that that we'll be able to. I mean, look look at look at last week. You know, when we had uh, we had Uval on the Sunday and then. Four, less than 48 hours later we had a game against um, uh, Burton uh, in in the taxi Cup and um, <laughs> we, we we fielded two two you know pretty much completely different teams yes I know there were players that were involved in both games but but fundamentally two very different teams and 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 you know look at you know we won we won one game three 0 and we and we ran a, a league one team who was from what I understand was quite a strong quite a strong uh, the Burton team that he put out was quite a strong team, I believe. It was quite close to, to to their full strength team, and we, although we had a terrible start, we 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 ran them close. So that that highlights the strength and depth we've got in our squad as well. So yes, it's going to come back at later in the season. It's going to come and become a congestion again, but I, I'm not overly concerned about it at the moment.
2: Well you're going to get tested quite soon though aren't you because after this game um there's a bit of a gap and then as in there's a week and then there's a period where you're playing sort of like four games in in about Two days, uh <laughs> but you know, in terms of you know the usual Saturday, and then there's the Boxing Day, and then there's you know the midweek, and then there's you know the uh, January games. You know, so you're going to have a test of that squ- squad pretty soon.
0: Nasty surprise when I realised that the Warsaw game, which is between Christmas and Year, is a seven forty-five kickoff. I thought it was a the Afternoon kickoff. So I'm like, oh great, I've got to go to Warsaw for 745. Brilliant. And there you go. My own fault for not checking properly.
1: <laughs> You're right. I mean, it is going to be a test, but I suppose it's going to be the same for everyone, isn't it? So uh, you know, the, the the pro the problems that the other teams are having. Um, you know, the most notable one probably is Notts County, isn't it? You know, they they went into the they went into the season very light. I think they only had nineteen registered players and and you know, they've picked up several high profile injuries and and they're struggling.
0: Yeah, last week's game versus Walsall—if you watch the highlights of it—was it really poor.
1: The one that the one that got me, and this is this is you know I'm not I'm not taking any kind of well I am kind of taking a bit of pleasure out of it, but the, it was the the goals they conceded against Shrewsbury for me. I mean, it, it, if you if you ever want to see all 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 that highlights reel needed over it was some Benny Hill music because it was the defending. I've never seen anything. I've never seen three goals gifted to a to a team like that. Uh, have you seen it?
0: And if you do want to send any dog poo in a box, <laughs> then please address it to Jamie, no, care of, no, 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 uh, To
1: I'm answer not, your question, no, we haven't seen it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm oh, I have. I have. I'm, seen I'm it, not. I'm right. not having a go at Notts County. Seriously, just from the point of view of of, of for comedic value, of nothing else, just go and find the highlights for that Shrewsbury North County game, right, and watch the three goals they conceded. You'll never seen anything like it from a defensive point of view in your life. But uh, yeah, yeah, and you know, you know, like I like I say, their 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 lack of depth is starting to, to show so I, I'm I said it last week I think taking everything into account with with where we're at 20 games into the season you know we're nearly at Christmas we're second in the league first first time back in League 2 for 15 years uh, yes we've picked up injuries but the players that we've been able to bring in are, are, are more than capable it's it's I'm not saying anything's done, but i tell you what, I, I I'd have snapped your hand off to be in this position at the start of the season.
0: Does Wrexham being second in the league and heading towards that midpoint of the season, I mean, do Wrexham need to make a statement here this week? Or are they doing enough now to show their potential as a possible promotion contender?
2: Oh, I think that's been that's been cleared up a long time ago. I do think that you're your position now in amongst a lot of teams there's a lot of teams on that sort of 36 37 points uh margin so the fact that you're second amongst you know five teams six teams that are are all worthy of that spot you know i don't think it's a given but i think everybody can see that you are in that top six Echelons and and I don't think there's any statements needed. Of course, can't rest on your laurels. You can't, you know. There's, you know, the 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 sequence of of wins and and unbeaten games that you had was a brilliant, uh, you know, was a great period of the of of, of for the team. But. Um, that's got to be picked up again. You know, you just got to go again. And as, as you as say, approaching the halfway, if you can have the second half, you know, as good as the first half, then you're going to be there, there or thereabouts. And, and so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that you've, you've made the statement. And, and I feel that, uh, as Jamie said, Notts County's journey has not been quite the same, but again, they have given them a good, you know, they are amongst those top six teams. So they're, they're going to find it harder but i do think that actually as promoted sides, you know both have done really really well and uh and have shown this league what what you're capable of and and stock bought from last year of course you know they nearly went up last year back to back They're they're now flying high uh this year so uh, yeah I, I think this it's going to be a really interesting I, I I keep going back to this period over Christmas and and for yourselves if you have got the FA Cup where you will get those extra games where when you've got multiple games stacking up, um, I, I I'm I'm tempted to say that you're going to find yourself in the same situation as last year where you're going to have games in hand and you won't know the uh, the true sense of the table. No, until much later on, which is great for the documentary team, mm-hmm. um, but uh, not so good for the nerves of all you uh diehard fans that are going each week. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think uh, you know, credit is due. Wrexham are absolutely deserve where they are, um, but uh, it's not a given, and they've got to keep, keep going, keep doing what they're doing well.
0: So, time for the salt vinegar and sauce croque, Jamie. What's your prediction for Wrexham versus Colchester United?
1: Well, I thought about this one long and hard and on paper, this is another one of those ones where I should go big. You know, they can't buy a win at the minute. We're at home and we look unstoppable at home. Uh, We should be all refreshed and everything else. So, with that in mind... Nil-nil draw. (laughs) (laughs) With, With that in mind... I'm going to, I am going to go big again, and I'm going to say a four-nil Wrexham win.
0: Daz, what's your prediction for Wrexham versus Colchester United?
2: Right, uh, I wasn't going to go anywhere near as big as that. Uh, I think Colchester will score. They, there's, there's hardly been a game where they haven't scored. They may not be getting the results they want, but they consistently score goals. So. I feel it's going to be at least one to Colchester. So it's just, do I go two? Do I go three? One. Uh, I shouldn't have said what my other score was, but never mind. Uh, I am going to commit to three one.
0: And I'm predicting Wrexham three, Colchester United one. Colchester will do what all teams that come to the Kairas do and lift their game. But with the fact that Wrexham haven't played for 10 days, and for most players, nearly two weeks, plus we're at home, I can't see anything other than a win. So let's wrap those chips up to keep them warm. And next into the fryer, it's a menu favourite: it's Britain Ferry Lansowell. This is the second meeting in as many weeks for these two teams, and this is the last 16 tie in the Adran Trophy, with the winner drawn to meet Cardiff City in the quarterfinals. This was supposed to be a game versus Pontypridd, which has been postponed to another date. And the chips are done. A distinct feeling of deja vu here. Third week in a row, we're talking about Britain Ferry Clan Sowell. People will think we're the Britain Ferry Clan Sowell pod if we're not careful. Um, are you expecting anything different from this game compared to last week's game? Uh,
2: different? No, I expect exactly the same uh, attitude, commitment, uh, ferocity. Um, I I just, yeah, fascinating. We were talking about it last week, you know, the fact that it should, last week should have been the the, the second of the double header, and I would have liked to have seen you know how it would have changed over the two games. So here we get our chance. You know this is just slightly delayed. Um, I, I am expect, expecting another really entertaining game. Uh, I think there'll be still a lot of passion. I think the recent result uh, will just fuel uh, assert that the rivalry even further. Why you know uh, why wouldn't it? uh it's it's at home again isn't it otherwise yes, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so it's you know i'm hope, hoping that uh uh Lance will got their frequent flyer points at the local uh, travel lodge <laughs> um no i i i can't you know for me personally i don't see this being any different uh and so I'm probably gonna be predicting something similar in the scores as well. But what a what a result, to, you know, in terms of a tie to get through this round though, what an incentive that is uh to be drawn against Cardiff City. Cause um if you know, after after a gruelling challenging double header against uh Lansauel, let's just play the top of the table team, shall exactly, we? You know, yeah. so um so that's gonna be an entertaining game as well. Uh because they're played in january first week of january something Uh, like that yeah something around there i think yeah yeah, so um so uh yeah no i think i think that's going to be a really entertaining game assuming rexham gets through even if it was like gets through i think uh cardiff visiting clan would be quite an entertaining game but i i i imagine rexham will hold them off um i still i have faith in them again um not sure um how I don't see a chance how will win but um but yeah yeah that's my thinking. Well
0: Jamie Wrexham now play an opponent they know very well having played them only 7 days before. I mean will will these factors help them do you think? Now they've already beat them once.
1: Um it's 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 difficult one isn't it? You know we've seen we we have seen uh scenarios like this in the past where you know teams have played each other in consecutive games and it it, it can go one or two ways it can either you know, it can either give confidence to the team that they got a positive result the first time round, or it can give extra kind of result to the to the team that that, that lost the first time round. Um, I, I agree with that. I think I I I envisage a very similar game. You know, a very um, tight game. Um, yeah, I, I, it's it's it is a difficult one to call. You know, you you watch it will be a you know there'll be a 5-0 to somebody but uh, you know i i would predict a very similar game you know why 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 wouldn't it be you'd expect it to be you know very similar to what we saw last week
0: so time for the salt vinegar and sauce coach does what's your score prediction for Wrexham women versus Britain ferry transaile women
2: on the basis that i thought transaile were unlucky to score i think they are going to score this time around so i'm going to stick with my prediction that i've given every week so far which is 2-1 to Wrexham Jamie what's
1: your score prediction for Wrexham women
0: versus Britain very Sowell women
1: Uh I'm gonna say what did I say last week I said did I say 2-1 um, did I say 2-1 last week Ooh, um this is a serious and opportunity here uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Something. Say. this You're is gonna only going to get worse as the season goes on you know this don't you particularly as it particularly I'm, I'm as gets s- towards the end gonna and say it stays something. close Yes, yeah, sorry
1: I'm going to oh, say yeah. uh, I'm going to say 2-0 <sighs> Wrexham
0: and I'm predicting Wrexham 3 Britain Ferry Sowell 1 I won't make the same mistake as I did last week thanks Britain Ferry that's the last time I put any faith in you uh, Wrexham for the win all the way come on the town so let's wrap those chips up to keep them warm And we're reviewing all these games in next week's pod.
2: I think the listeners are going to ask us to start writing these down and sending them to you first in advance, so that we can't change our mind. Uh... The, 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 the pauses are going to just be as 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 uh, as much of the pod as the, the conversation. It's hilarious.
0: All you need to all I need to do is just record you to say one, two, three, four, and I'll just edit it so it looks like I'm going to win anyway. It's going to be perfect. It'll be great. <laughs> A small and perfectly formed one this week, which will be a relief to those listening in a lunch hour. You've been listening to the Eat More Chips podcast, the official podcast, one of the greatest Welsh supporters' flags in the universe. If you have enjoyed listening to us, please support the podcast, like, subscribe, and leave a comment. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. You can also go onto our social media, such as Twitter, at Tweet More Chips. Threads, search Eat More Chips Podcast, or drop us an email, Eat Eat More Chips Podcast, or one word at gmail.com. Instagram, Eat More Chips Podcast, and on Facebook, search for the Eat More Chips Podcast group. You could leave us a review if the platform you're listening on lets you do so. And if you have anything in particular you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to drop us a line.
1: Just before you finish your little spiel, just whilst you're talking about comments and reviews and everything else, I just wanted to shout out I've um I've I've just put a uh, tweet or whatever the hell you call it out about you know we discussed about trying to see if we could get some listeners to come on to have a little chat with us now there's a bit of a break in international football um so i've just kind of put that out there so just in case there's anybody not on uh x twitter sphere whatever it's called um if anybody would like to to come on for a little chat with us you know 10-15 minutes have a little chat about all things wrexham and uh, and wales Get in touch, drop us a, a DM at any one of us directly or, or, or the, uh, the Tweet More Chips uh, account and uh, you know get in touch and we'll see if we can arrange some.
0: So if you want to see how it goes on behind the scenes, because trust me, it's nothing like the thing you hear at the end, then feel free to drop us a line. Come and join us. It will be great to hear from you. Metaphorically dabbing my forehead with a damp cloth are two people who wouldn't look out of place in the waiting room of a pox doctor's clinic. So thank you, Jamie. What doctor's clinic? Pox. Pox doctor. Pox? Do- yeah chlamydia
1: oh right i was not wondering about that can you clean as me and thank you dad <laughs> yeah but
2: uh, any elephant related illnesses we can't yeah, be sure exactly, where you yeah. got those from that's all uh, <laughs> thanks mate you're welcome
0: if it's if it's mouth and elephant dong related then we'll know it's you <laughs> i've been on the verge of throwing up so until next time <laughs> come on cymru and come on the town